welcome to the Pressed Up Podcast, Press Out Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Brody. Hello. Shannon. Hello. And James. Hello. Well, everyone, it's finally happened. We've heard your pleas and finally we put together a video version of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be publishing. Like everyone's been please. begging. <laughs> All <laughs> There's three. been a couple yeah. of people that have requested it. Uh, it's something we've been looking to do for a while. We spent a bit of time putting this together. I need to thank Jake for putting the design of it all together. I'm sure this is still going to be a work in progress and we figure things out as we go. But yes, the plan is to release a video version over on our YouTube at the same time uh, as the audio comes out. Feel free to continue listening to it, slash consuming it to it, however you want. But James, if you were to watch the video version, what sort of goodness would you be witnessing? Sell someone on the video version of the podcast. I'm often told by a lot of people that a lot of my communication is nonverbal when I say things. So (laughs) Yeah, um, literally. Your sassiness. Like you just literally rolling your eyes when anyone else speaks is gonna come through that. Yeah, so like when it becomes like personal attacks, like th- like or already has, like we, now you get to see <laughs> what that looks like. And when your I... microphone bugs out and you turn yeah. into a chipmunk yeah. as well, we'll be able to witness that. There's never I been mean, a better time for James to do a live eating fast food segment on the podcast. <laughs> I feel than now, so look forward to that. I'll say a microwave meal every week. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the animated GIF that you have on your microphone as well. Oh yeah, is... people can see that. Yeah, it's an eggplant today. <laughs> Exciting. You can actually make your own. Maybe I'll make some cool logos at some point. But yeah, you could open For it now, up to the viewers over on YouTube. They could design. I love what appears the in fans, your mind. if you will. <laughs> yes, we'll do a Patreon, and you get to pick which vegetable we display each week. <laughs> Uh, all right, we should get stuck into the rest of the show. But Shannon, before we do, tell us what PSVR two games have you been playing? Um, so I just went to jump into Resident Evil, but I don't know if that's it's it's not working. Um, so definitely not that. But that's the one I'm really keen to to jump into. Um, I've to be honest, the last like week and a half has really just been like sampling everything but i am keen to go back to moss and moss 2 because i haven't played those um i'm keen to play star wars galaxy's edge i'm, I'm just ruining whatever that is but i played a little yeah, bit of that on quest something yeah um what else you put me on the spot here as if i didn't have these show notes before this moment <laughs> what, what the bat is really good i'm keen to play more um yeah. and then really kayak. just waiting for, yeah kayak vr i'm keen to jump in more that's like beautiful like it's a really good looking game and really makes use of the the controllers but i'm really still just waiting for like saints and sinners and switch back and a few of those other games there's a yeah, lot it's there good that, it's good that there's still a couple on the horizon as well um yeah, yeah i was eager to ask you things i'm sure a lot of people will be picking those up this week and might be wondering what games to uh to give a go um but yeah no exciting that some still on the pistol way. whip Hopefully. is really good as well i think definitely pick up pistol whip Nice little and you had, lot, you had a good time with Horizon as well? I did. I must admit, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. When I think about VR, I more love those little experiences that feel arcadey. Like, I just feel like a game like Horizon, like, it just isn't better than Horizon in its original form for me. So, I, I don't know. I don't quite get it. it. It does look gorgeous and makes use of the headset well. And it's a great little game, but it's... I don't know if it's necessarily what I'm looking for in a VR 
experience, but that might change with the power that the PS5 brings to VR. Okay. Pick it up. I think pick it up. Felt the same, but I'll need to go and read his review on the uh, the website. Uh, speaking of reviews, Brody, you wrote one this week, a rather big one, one that we were excited about, but I think Atomic Heart left you a little bit broken-hearted. Uh, your review <laughs> sounding a little disappointed. Tell us what you made of the game. Yes, as you uh, established, uh, it's a bit of a disappointment to me. It's probably the first big disappointment I've had this year in terms of games. We've been lucky so far. Obviously, it's early. Um, yeah, uh, it's probably a bit of a mess. It's got a lot of bloat in some areas, and ultimately, uh, its ambitions to recapture what is probably shameless, shamelessly very much a Bioshock tone and style and style of combat uh, ultimately kind of falls flat and hamstrings the entire experience for me um things that it does well at the combat so far like i like throughout my whole experience i didn't have any dramas with it i liked it a lot um Mm -hmm. i didn't really dive heavily into the upgrade paths i I felt they were a bit overwhelming toward the end so once i found sort of combos that i i found worked i sort of stuck with them um but the game does force you to change things up with different boss uh encounters and certain enemies that require um you know, elemental damage and stuff like that. Um, the art direction is obviously uh, beautiful. Like, the game's stunning. Like, even on Series X, which I reviewed it on, like, it looks really nice. Like, it doesn't look as good as um, when I previewed it on, like, that Alienware laptop. It was never going to, I guess. But it still looked really nice. Um, performance-wise, it was a little bit, like, juddery. And, like, there was, like, weird frame rate stuff going on. Like, you'd be walking through, like, a warehouse and, like, robotic walkers at the front of scene look all right but then the ones in the far like background are like really juddery and like framey like very odd but um yeah so beyond that it was pretty good um but uh the story and the characters man what an unlikable bunch of <laughs> like uh ne'er-do-wells like they're absolutely awful um it was hard to Jeez. like any of the characters in this game the protagonist in particular is very much a product of a bygone era like he is basically Duke Nukem in the modern day, basically. Uh, He's just so repugnant, so unlikable, and I just couldn't believe what a misfire this protagonist was. Um, The rest of the cast is pretty nondescript and uneventful. The plot is a mess. Um, And, uh, yeah, and I feel like this game's strengths, like its art direction, all that sort of stuff, it's all shown off primarily in i think the linear sections and like the more inside areas um so i think this game would have benefited very much by trimming the open world areas that it just crams into the middle and sort of tail into the game and um you know try to make it a more linear shooter like like bioshock like if it's going to try and be bioshock then be bioshock don't add all this other fluff um so yeah look it was a bit disappointing obviously but um yeah, I, I don't know. I know James has been playing it a little bit, so maybe he's got some early thoughts. But yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed by it. But at the end of the day, it's still one of those weird guilty pleasure games in a way. Like, you know, games that are sort of bad enough that they're still good and you like them. Like, I've, I, I don't think I'll play another game this year that's as, like, mechanically sound, <laughs> yeah, uh, but like I... weird. Yeah, it's like weird, but bad at the same time, but still so, sort of kind of good. I don't know. I, I think know. like I, I'm like I'm like a few hours in, um, and I haven't got to the point. I think it shits the bed when it goes more open, which it hasn't done yet for me. 
Um, and I'm playing it on hard, so I'm dying a lot. So I'm probably taking way longer than I should be to get through it. Um, I think from the beginning, it the the pre- production values are quite schmick. Like it's it's very nice looking, mm. and like that that music that plays as as it like flies you over the the city or whatever it is um, is like obviously it's very Bioshock. Um, and like some of the shots are like frame for frame the same as Bioshock as well. Like, there was a scene where, like, a woman is, like, snatched out of the sky while reaching for you. It was, like, exactly the same as Bioshock Infinite. It was really weird um, how shameless it is. Um, but like Brody was saying, the characters are awful. Like, it is so... That's so bizarre. It's it, But then you look at all the preview material, and I don't think anyone was speaking in that. So, like, that's probably why they... I, they must have known. But, like, I don't... It's just, I, like... I just like had this awful, weird feeling... When we were previewing yeah. it, but it was like they were very careful of what we were seeing, and like, yeah, I just had this weird feeling that uh, that as a whole, it just wasn't going to come together. Well. Even just like, even just like the like, I don't normally notice this kind of thing in games as much, but like all the the women robots are like sexy, but then the male robots are like blocks or animals, and it's like, and then I sent you guys a clip earlier from this like this fridge that moans at you and like asks you to thrust shit into it. And, um, I was just like, it's just, I, I saw that clip out of context, hoping that when I got to that point, it would make sense, but it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I just think I would have, I would have found this funny when I was like 13, like, you know, back in the day. Um, it reminds me a lot of Borderlands in that way. I felt that way about Borderlands as well. Like, I felt like yeah. the humour has just long... It's it's downright, yeah. like, sexist, first of all. But, like, just on top of that, like, it is just so unfunny and so unlikable. And it's very similar to... Not, like, not in the sexist way, obviously, but with Forspoken and Frey. Um, just the, the, the quips, and they're just all shit. Like, it's, it's just not good dialogue. It's really bizarre. Yeah, like the um, the protagonist says, "Crispy yeah. critters." No, I do see a lot of people say Hi-Fi times. Rush was like that too, but I feel like Hi-Fi Rush was going for like a a fun, like lighthearted tone, whereas Forspoken was probably a bit more like realistic. And this this game in particular is just so up and down. Like, I don't really know what it's trying to be. Like, is it trying to be like a serious political, politically charged Bioshock game, or is it trying to be this like kind of weird, tongue in cheek, like? A satirical kind of situation. Yeah, um, that's so disappointing yeah, to hear. It's like such I, a. It's it's it's. I think if you like Bioshock, it will scratch that itch. Like it's not going to be as good as that. But if you want a new Bioshock esque experience while you're waiting yeah. for say System Shock end of March or something, um, you will get that from this 100. percent That being said, I'm not up to the open world stuff yet. Apparently, that does bloat it. And this comes back to like what I was saying before, like where people need to be okay with their games being 10 to 15 hours. Like, we don't need every game to be 60 hours. No, um, yeah. But it's on Game Pass. Nothing to lose to jump in on PC or Xbox, obviously. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I, I think, like, I'm, the main character, because it's kind of, like, set up that he's, like, this um, this agent that's kind of recruited. And he's kind of, at least the way he's introduced, like, presumably a, a bad guy. Like, he's there to kind of aid the people that are running this city gone wrong sort of thing right but i sort of figured that like throughout the course of the game he was gonna kind of clue into the fucked up things that they were doing and kind of then 
turn against them and fight the system, I suppose. Yeah, but, I like I haven't finished it, but it pr- seems pretty like predictable. Like I feel like yeah, I know where it's going. But I thought like um, predicting that storyline, I'm surprised that the character's still so unlikable. Like it just kind of sounds just awful. It, it's it's, it's like, because I, it's because everyone's so unlikable. Like so, you don't right. care about the double bluffs and then the triple bluffs. You're like, all these people are shit. So like, why do I care about the stakes in any of this? Yeah, there's literally not like a likable. So far, I'm like these people are cool. Like they're and all there's awful. there's like a twist to a character that they like pull out of their left pocket, and it's so borderline offensive. Like they make him a fairly reasonable scientist, and then turn him into a raging lunatic in the span of like ninety minutes, uh, <laughs> all to kind of force another forced allusion to Bioshock. Like, they literally, without spoilers, very minor spoilers, they, like, drive the game in a direction that leaves you in a theatre that's awfully similar to Fort Frolic, like, from Bioshock. Like, there is, they literally just rip out the greatest hits of Bioshock 1 and just, like, deal them out throughout this game. It's crazy. Wow. There's I can a, tell just the, the way you're there, speaking about it that you a, are, like, that there's incensed. A, there's, a fu- the there's, a fucking, there's a fucking lighthouse in this game. Like, <laughs> what, what more do you need? Like, cross the mighty. Do you think wow. they're like trying to like almost go over the top with that though? Or are they literally just inspired by it too much? Like which way does it go? I, don't I mean, know. technically well, this could be a Bioshock game. Like it could be another universe. But that's There's what I mean. Like are, they, like, are they trying to, like, are they trying to be the like meta? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, no, I, I hope not. But Yeah. Like I think they're just inspired by it. Like, but the illusions that they draw to the game, like are just so on the nose like there are some that are just so blatant like so i'm like i said in, i tweeted today like i'm thinking about like writing an article and just like listing them off because it's just it's crazy like how many there are i mean a lighthouse is like pretty <laughs> given and especially like given the order. setting it's not it's not can I, can, I, can I say can i say another one like it, it doesn't affect the plot of this game at all i'm, but, I'm genuinely curious now, yeah to be there's, there's a moment where you're like you're going down an elevator and like it drops past like this underwater area and there's, like, another, like, <laughs> facility underwater. And they're like, ah, oh, that's the Neptune Center. A rapture. Like, they literally say, rapture. Oh, referring to their what? underwater center. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, what more can you do to... Even, like, the opening the opening cutscene is, like, you're on a boat. You're going through, like, this yeah. city. And you're seeing everybody live their lives and how yeah. robots are affecting their lives and stuff. And you just know, because you've played three Bioshock games before, that these that, are the yeah. enemies that you'll be fighting later and, like, the powers you'll be... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very much, like... And, it, it's, and it's a one, I, and it's a wonder why this friendly commenter that we had today on Facebook wondered why I drew so many comparisons to Bioshock. Like, this game compares itself <laughs> to Bioshock constantly. So, uh, was like, <laughs> I think if you, if you play it... Yeah, like I mean, I'm not as far as Brody was is is, um, but like you, it, I've already seen like I reckon. 10 you'll, you'll see, you'll see what same. I mean. It's it's egregious, and it will get worse. Yeah, mm. this is wild. I mean, certainly like the opening that we saw in the preview, very Bioshock, and oh, I was yeah. like, this is par for the course. I feel though, like they're setting it up, and I imagine they're going to do different things with it down the line. Mm. Sounds like they didn't, and they just kind of really tripled down on it and. Interesting. I'm, I like. I'm pleased that you still enjoyed the combat though, and the the kind of design oh, of the environment yeah. design held up throughout. Like, I feel like that enough would be interesting enough to me that I'd play through the game. But yeah, I'm the, disappointed that the story yeah. didn't. It sounds like it tried to emulate Bioshock in every other way other than telling yeah. compelling story. <laughs> yeah, and that 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 is its main sin, I guess, is that it's failed to deliver characters or a story that you really care about, but. If you're yeah. interested at all in like halfway 
like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a game that I guess does what Bioshock did in a halfway yeah. reasonable way. Kind of like if, if you ever played like Singularity back in like the late 2000s, like that game was very much a Bioshock-like as well. Um, it's like that, but with a bit more open world fluff that you can sort of blow through if you just run past it. But um, yeah. So if you treat it more linearly, like you might find something you really enjoy. And there is enough here to enjoy. It's just I was particularly offended by some of the uh, <laughs> the stuff that the game did poorly. So yeah, yeah. Even like when you um when you get a new power, like it's it's illustrated to you as like a cartoon, like do you know what, like yeah. a like full out of cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's just very yeah similar. Mm. Interesting. Well, Brady, thank you for sharing your review. I'm sorry I didn't enjoy the game more. Um, sounds like yeah, there's still something in there for for people, and hopefully I still enjoy it, but. I know you were particularly excited about it, so feel for you. Um, and well done for battling through some of the technical difficulties we had there as well. I think I, we'll I'm, this, your camera I'm hot spotted in out a little bit. But I'm hot spotted now. now. I'm hot spotted now. Nice. I I knew it was a video podcast, so I thought I'd make it as awkward for you as possible to uh, edit. So. <laughs> Just complicating the edit for me. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's stick with reviews, but from Atomic Hearts, pivot to Wild Hearts. James, how did you find the latest EA original? Lots of hearts, isn't there? Lots of hearts. It's very confusing. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, let me just quickly... There we go. Um, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. No, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, Wild Hearts really took me by surprise. Um, I think when they first announced it, I thought it was ripping off Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but it's actually ripping off Monster Hunter. So, um, but in a good way. Uh, just I lots really of rip-offs it. today, huh? It is. <laughs> yep. But that's fine. <laughs> Kind of like Monster Hunter meets Fortnite. Um, that probably sounds horrible to anyone over the age of twelve, but like <laughs> I think, like you know, you can you've got all these different monsters that are inspired by like like Eastern mythology, um, and you can build stuff. Like obviously, you've got your weapons to hunt them down with and all that, but you can also uh, like build stuff. Like you can build traps, you can build like giant hammers to smash them with. Like there's just so much to it. Um, it is like a pretty. I think compared to a Monster Hunter game, it is a bit smaller in scope and scale. Um, but overall, I think it's really fun. I really enjoyed it by myself. Um, but I started a new character after launch and started playing with some friends, and I'm enjoying it even more. Like, it's, it's just really a really solid game that not something we typically see from EA, first of all. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I think, like, this is the Dynasty Warriors developer. Like, how did they make something so good? Because Dynasty War, like Dynasty Warriors, isn't you know the most like, fire. C- compelling. I know, I know there's 47 of them, but like they're not the most compelling games. Like, um, but yeah, I really really like it. I really recommend it if you like Monster Hunter. I think it sits in between, in terms of like sweatiness rank, like where Rise is the sweatiest and norm- and World is like more normal. I think Wild Hearts sits squarely in the middle if you're a Monster okay. Hunter person. Um, so is it is too... it like more abridged? Is it kind of a bite sized sort of thing? I'm used to EA Originals being kind of a short lived thing, but I mean, like, you know, like to twenty to forty hours, I reckon, for most yeah, people. Right. Yeah, it's probably the I would say it's the biggest the the biggest scale EA Original game so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's genuinely fantastic, and I hope it does well because I think it's, there's really really solid foundations here for like a good franchise. Um, cool to start but yeah i really recommend it um, i think with game pass you get 10 hours free if you want to try it 
Oh, yeah. Um, if you're on Game Pass as well. So it's a kind of easy way to get into it, see if you like it. Um, yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it besides it's great. Um, I do, like, it can be a bit grindy, but those game if you play Monster Hunter, you kind of know what to expect. It's nothing new yeah. to that kind of game. Um, but having friends to do it with definitely alleviates that. So Yeah, I hadn't appreciated there was a cooperative element to it as well. I can see, Yeah, three uh, people. See and very ahead. seamless. And some of the best progression... I've seen in the game, like, better than, say, like, this is random, but, like, you would think a game like Far Cry could get it right, but it doesn't. But everything yeah. you do in Wild Hearts, even if you're a guest, is still carries over back to your main game. Um, cool. Yeah, so it's really solid. So not, not progression of the story, I take it, but, like, character. Um, if you're at the same point, you can progress together. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, and it will say to you, like, you're at the same point as this person now, so you'll progress together or something, like, it will tell, it warns you. Um so yeah, you still can progress story together, which is That's really good. That's awesome. That uh, that whole and then just take back your great. gear, just take back your gear back to your game if you do. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. really well done. Nice. Well, uh, you also reviewed Octopath Traveler two this week. Busy as you you often are. Yeah. How did that <laughs> compare? Uh, better than the original. Ooh. Nice. But only marginally. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like a school um, report all of a sudden. <laughs> no, well, yeah, like it's 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 the same kind of game. Um, I know I've actually seen this around a lot. Is a lot. Of, I don't think the the novelty obviously isn't as fresh this time around. So like, sure. I mean, I wasn't going to dock at points for that, but there's been a lot of arguments about that because I don't know. It's like some other outlets have given it said it's better than the original, but have given it a lower score because the novelty is not there. But like, I think it's fine. Um, it's more of the same. The big things with this one is like, obviously they wanted the eight characters to talk together more. That was something a lot of people wanted from the first game. Yeah. Um, that is reflected in, there's new quest lines now where like two people will have their, their own chapter sets, which means like, so these characters will interact, but it's still quite static. Um, and like I said, this in my view, like it's going to be impossible to predict the order that, you know, people get eight characters in, in because this game is open, you can do whatever you want, right? And get yeah. these characters in that order. Like, how are you going to predict who has what characters when and get dialogue for all of those options? Like, it's just such a big undertaking logistically. Yeah. So, it's never going to be perfect. But I don't think it ever was meant to be in the first place, but that's just something people wanted. Um, but yeah, it's really, if you want another solid RPG, like, I know there's a lot of them, but this one is still one of the best. Um, the cool thing with this one as well is you can press a button to change from day to night. That changes the enemies you encounter. Um, but it also changes the music. So the music might go from like these big booming like orchestral set pieces like to, during the day to like this more like mellow, relaxing versions of the same music, but at night. And that's all done with the press of a button. It's really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just, there's like a, a lot I can say about it, but it is very much like just slightly improved from the first game. But the first game was pretty good in the first place. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Interesting how you sometimes like more of the same. Sometimes that's a knock against it. Just throwing back to our well, it depends. The conversation last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess is it, it a PlayStation game? Is it not? That's really the. <laughs> but it's these are both PlayStation. What do you mean? Like it's on PlayStation and Switch. I just think with Octopath Two, they ma- they marketed it and made no mistakes about what it was. So that's fair. 
that's fair. Right. Well, do go check out both of James's reviews and Brody's review of Atomic Heart over on the website. Read those in full. Uh, but for now, we are going to move into some of the news uh, in today's show. Uh, and I want to start off with Nintendo and Xbox signing a deal. Just before we started recording, uh, Brad Smith from Nintendo announced a 10-year contract between them and Xbox, ensuring Call of Duty will be on their platforms. He also seemed to suggest that some X- other Xbox games could be included, but it's unclear as to what that might entail for now. Um, but Shannon, firstly to you, what do you make of this news, this announcement? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because a like we've never, it's never been more unclear if this deal is actually going to go through. Like once we were all saying like there's no reason why it won't, and now I feel like we actually don't know if it's going to go through, and if it is, it feels like it's still a year plus away. Um, so that that's the first yeah unknown, and then like how is Call of Duty going to run on a Switch is the second unknown and the third unknown is yeah what you just mentioned like the the image with the statement clearly says call of duty but then his tweet mentions xbox games and not call of duty at all which to me that that's totally different right because if we're talking about just xbox games in general that could be hi-fi rush coming to switch or halo or x y and z like could it could it could actually be meaningful now where like the call of duty part of this like it probably will eventuate because i'm assuming that the xbox deal the activision deal will pass but if that didn't pass then this is meaningless but if that xbox side includes the xbox games like then yeah this deal could very well be huge for the industry as we know it right now so i feel like yeah i don't know what time it is in the u.s but i think it's like 4 a.m so to put that out then i don't know why you would do that in a tweet where, like I mentioned, like this is huge news. If this is Xbox saying we've committed to Nintendo for 10 years that we're going to bring Xbox games to the Switch, like that is massive. But my gut says that the way that this was done, it probably isn't that. Yeah, my gut is that this is them trying to kind of appease the regulators and just kind of put a 10-year contract together to sort of demo what that could entail, I suppose. But that that deal I, I make mention of, um, they've made mention of offering a similar arrangement to PlayStation as they combat in the courts uh, this Activision Blizzard acquisition. Uh, Brody, do you think Nintendo are wise to take this deal as PlayStation continue to dismiss it? Nope. Brody, we can't hear you. Is your mic muted? Oh, I'm just <laughs> muted. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I cut out again. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's probably going to benefit Nintendo uh, in the long run if this does go through. So um, to have this in place, I guess, is going to be a good thing for them. Um, like everyone, I'm interested as to how this is going to work, like how these games, whether it's all going to be like cloud streaming or not, uh, I guess remains to be seen, or if it's a longer play thing where they have it in mind for the next Switch. Um but yeah, I mean, it sets them up in a good place. It ensures that they're going to get regular Call of Duty games and potentially other things. And look, I do think it could extend to things like... Because like, they've had a pretty good relationship so far like with Ori uh, going across to the Switch, Minecraft, obviously. Um, yeah. GoldenEye is obviously a recent um, collaboration between the two. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's only good. So yeah. James, how do you see this manifesting in the kind of years ahead? Like, do you think it'll be 
their kind of game streaming service? Like, could Game Pass be an app on the Switch? Where do you see this headed? Um, I don't know. I thought originally because this was this was mentioned before, don't it? Like, and I thought that would just be like a COD mobile port because the Switch is basically mobile hardware <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like, I'm not being shady, but like, you know what I mean? Like, architecturally speaking, it is similar yeah. to a, a phone. Mm. Um, but the wording of this is, like, talking about, like, parity with Xbox and stuff. And I don't really know how that works in terms of, like, the games, obviously. Um, but then, like, I don't know, like, Metroid Prime looks pretty good. Like, a COD campaign could could look pretty good if it looked like that. And that's more linear, potentially. But then I also think, like, who's going to put that the effort in that was put into that, you know? So... It's doable. I just don't know whether they'll bother. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Game Pass streaming be on a Switch. Like, it's on TVs already. Um, yeah. It's on phones. Like, it's everywhere. Like, why not put it on Switch as well? Yeah. Like, I think, like, long-term, 100%. Switch, like, streaming is the way to get around, say, any performance issues and stuff, too. So. I don't know I just, much about... Sorry, go I was going to say, I don't, I don't think COD multiplayer... You'd I guess Fort, yeah, it would work, but I don't, I don't really think that well, would be Fortnite the ideal way. Fortnite and Apex are on yeah, Switch. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're not the, they're the worst ways to play. But I they think are still like there. COD multiplayer <laughs> definitely would work because like that actually isn't that intensive to run. Like a PS5 could run it four K one twenty, so like a Switch could definitely run a version of that. It is the campaign that's more challenging. But just reading this again, like I said, this this is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players. I guess that that makes sense. Yeah, I'm still... I wish we had more info because, yeah, to bring Xbox games to Nintendo gamers is a really weird way to phrase something that you don't yet own. Like, I, I don't... It's just... That is the part to me that is a weird way to to put that I, sentence. Yeah, I think this just has to be a continuation of Xbox, like, moving away from... Moving away from being hardware and game publisher and, and moving just to being a game publisher. A like, service. we don't care yeah. where you play our games, we just want you to play them. And yet that kind of service mentality. I mean, like, you can see that with that being bundled in with Samsung TVs and stuff now. Like, there's so many ways to play. Yeah, Xbox and there's, what, 140 million Switches sold. So, like, if that, yeah. if there is, like, a Halo or whatever on Switch, like, you're going to open it up to that to that game to sell more on Switch than it ever could on an Xbox Series yeah. X. It mightn't be enough to sell, save Halo Infinite, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it makes sense for Xbox to kind of tap into that ecosystem. How exactly they go about that, I definitely see this going more towards a streaming route, I think, than... I mean, cloud gaming is obviously already an established thing on the Switch. Um, It's hard to imagine, like, getting green cartridges in the future to plug into your Switch. But that could be fun. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I do hope that this is actually more than just what we've spoken about. Like, it, yeah, a promise to bring Call of Duty to, to Switch if this passes. Like, I do hope this is actually bringing or looking to bring games like Hi-Fi Rush or anything that can run to the Switch and then the Switch 2 or yeah. Pro or whatever it's called. Brody, do you think this does anything to appease regulators in those that deal conversation? Or do they look at this and go... That it's like lip oh, service cool. a little yep, bit. Everything is good. Xbox is going to play a ball fine or are they going to yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I don't, I don't think there's any questions over whether Microsoft are going to try and, you know, spread 
the wealth in terms of Call of Duty and stuff. It's just more whether Sony are going to come to the party and accept that. I, th I think that's obviously the one thing holding this up, at least looking from the outside. So um, I guess it can only help like uh, to see a working relationship that is going to guarantee the message of putting those games onto more consoles technically. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It, it, Shannon's right. Like a year ago when this was announced or whatever, we thought it was a foregone conclusion almost. So, um, but at the moment I'm never been more unsure about where this is going to land. So yeah, but we'll definitely keep tabs on it and see how it goes. Um, something I'm a little unsure how it's going to go is PlayStation continuing to bring their games to PC because uh, Returnal is not doing amazingly on PC right now. According to SteamDB, it just had a 7,000 peak concurrent player, uh, player count in its opening weekend, well shy of the 74,000 that God of War had uh, upon its release or the 28,000 that Days Gone had. Shannon, firstly to you, does this surprise you that Returnal is not doing gangbusters on pc it's a it's tough right I, it does surprise me that it's had less than days gone and even god of war to a certain extent because a it is ps5 exclusive so like there's a load of people that would have a pc that don't have a ps5 yet for whatever reason and b like this just seems like the type of game that would drop on pc and like go viral and really take off in the pc market i don't know how expensive it is. i assume it's like 100 bucks or 80 to 100 so full price but it does surprise me that, yeah, given God of War and Days Gone in terms of like God of War launching, what, five, six years after its release and Days Gone just not really having any footing in any market, like it does surprise me. But then again, like think about the time that this is dropping. Like I didn't even know it was dropping when it was. And there's just so many games to play at the moment on any platform. So that would have to have something to do with it, I would think. Yeah, I do wonder if timing's an issue. Uh, James, can you see this deterring PlayStation from bringing more P games to PC in the future? No, I don't. I think, like, they would have seen the numbers for Eternal originally, um, which, like, I'm assuming, even though it's, like, I think it's my favourite PS5 exclusive still, um, they would have expectations, I think, and set them accordingly, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... And I think, like, them buying Nix is, is, like, a quite an indication that they kind of want to have, like, a porting team for all their stuff, even if they are doing it in a way that probably encourages people to double dip. Like, I think that they have a clear, clear strategy, and it's going to mostly work for them with most of their games, so... Yeah. Well, $95. $95 return, yeah. That's That's a lot of... Uh... I know it was the same on PS5, but it's it's just it's not really an a, impulse buy. It was, like, a, it was it's also in the plus, the plus $125 now. on PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I do wish they had some sort of system to kind of like even if it was discounted if you had it on PS5 as well, because I would gladly play this game again. Well like play anywhere like with great on PC. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah, some sort of system with that would be ace. Um, Brody, I want to give you the opportunity, though, because I know, like James, you love this game. Do you want to make an impassioned plea to PC owners to go and play this game? No. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, wow. It's a great game. I'm just, I don't care that, that much. Uh, like, if you don't want to play it, don't play it. I don't care. But someone, you're missing out. Someone, oh. in my opinion, it's like... 
to make a Shrek mod. Like you can play a Shrek and then it will go viral. <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> everyone will everyone will buy it. That's all you need these days. Um, yeah, it wrong. is the perfect like handheld game in my opinion. Like I know you played it on Steam Deck, Brody, and I've got it on my A and E O here. Like I am keen to to play it in that way if yeah. it runs well because i do think it's, it is that type of game where you just want to play between watching something or whatever it's, yeah it's still an imperfect experience i guess on steam deck like it's not 100 percent optimized but obviously your tip as far as like the fsr goes uh made it playable at least um so yeah i mean it is a good game for that like it, it suits that on the run on the go like play a run on the bus sort of thing if that's if that suits you so um if you're after an arcade game like that sure go for it but um yeah, I mean it's certainly challenging though. I feel like, given the tightness of the gun put the gunplay, I'd prefer to be behind a keyboard and mouse myself. But hey, just go and play it. It's you should. It's an amazing game. I was way too late on the bandwagon that is Returnal, so don't make the same mistake I did. But we should do a rapid fire question before we move into what the wiki. I was thinking I could set up a nice segue to what the wiki there or something, but there's a rapid fire question I want to get to. Minecraft Crocs have been revealed. What video game croc collaboration would you like to see, James? I want it to be clear that I would normally say no, but for the <laughs> sake of the fun question and some levity, I will say Metroid. <laughs> Metroid, ooh. Because they're like blue and jelly-like, so it's like kind of works. Yeah, you know? oh, okay. So they make them look like the Metroids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, I would never wear them. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shannon, what about yourself? I tweeted Croc Crocs, and I'm just going to stick with that because oh, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> That's I good. And it fits. <laughs> that, was gonna be, that was going to be my answer, so I'll Gets take, what I, thought, I'll take Gets, what I thought yeah. Shannon's other answer was, and I'll say Ape Escape Crocs, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say that as mm. well. <laughs> I thought about Fall Guy ones because you could just have like oh, the yeah. gibbets as the eyes. They could be kind of cool. Um, cool. What are gibbets? Mm. Crash Crocs. The like the things that you stick on the crocs. Ah, uh, the ornaments. Yeah. Them. We bought yeah. we bought Eddie's crocs, ornaments. and he's he's got like a little Lightning McQueen ornament. But someone was wearing crocs amazing. in the office today, Ewan, and I questioned that. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a sorry if you're watching. Questionable. I don't know if that's appropriate for work. Um, I was gonna say Crash Bandicoot and have like the furry lined ones. Crash Crocs. I reckon mm. that'd be cool. Crash Crocs. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to look like Viola Beauregard. Amazing. Fucking sun's <laughs> gone down. I'm looking purple. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. About Go the watch the video podcast. version. Too. I need to get yeah. some lighting in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's time for What the Wiki, the press start podcast game show with the previous week's winner. It reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after a person guesses correctly twice. Uh, Brody is currently in the lead with five points, myself and James just behind on four points apiece, and then Kieran and Shannon tied in third place with three points each. But Shannon, you made a bit of a comeback last week. I did. Lifting I'm yourself back, off bottom, uh, tied for third now, and subsequently I, you are the host for today. I haven't listened. What were the games that Shannon won with last week? Uh, what were they? I can't remember. I they were know. both like... They were both two sequels of other yeah, games. Yeah, they were like Sony games, probably. Guess the number PlayStation games. Right. Oh, settle <laughs> yeah. down, Brody. I'm going to quickly change my games here, actually. <laughs> uh, well, Shannon, the show is yours. <clears throat> show is mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was never a dispute. <laughs> um, 
The single player mode is radically different from previous games in the series, most resembling a trading card game. The single player travels to various levels in the form of islands to compete against other monkeys in an assortment of mini games. After a set number of victories, the player can then compete against a boss character. <laughs> this cycle is repeated for each island visited in increasing difficulty. Occasionally, the player will encounter unexpected bosses. These challenges cannot be declined. Much like this round, which I'm forcing down your throat. <laughs> the objective of the game is to collect cards and coins eventually to the point that a player can attempt to defeat the antagonist and win. There is a multiplayer component, which includes a monkey Look, shield. Look, I don't know what this is, but I'm just going to guess. Can we just skip it? You <laughs> <laughs> and is this Ape Escape 2? No. no. Brody. That ensures Brody. Is it an Ape Escape game? Is it Ape Escape on the move? <laughs> no. Oh. James, come, I feel like... You, oh, Are you testing our knowledge of, like, cannot Ape see the player one This mode requires a second PSP and game cartridge. The primary antagonist Spectre introduces James? a new... Yes, James. Ape Escape. Oh, my God. Portable. Do you not know that there's other <laughs> Ape Escape games that aren't called Ape Escape? Like, I should get <laughs> this round no. for stumping all three nobody, of you. Like, nobody bought them. No one them, cares so. about Ape Escape games. <laughs> my God, you're all flops. <laughs> like, I'm calling, James would be like, I'm oh, Legend of Dragoon 74. And, like, people, I'm expected to get that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like one of those And That would still be more relevant My than Ape Escape <laughs> At least that's on something now <laughs> Like Do none of you know Ape and two is correct But there's another word in the middle Oh James Oh, yeah, Are we James. just giving it away now uh, Ape Academy 2 It is Ape Academy 2 uh, Well done James that is They were flop. both they were great games on PSP. Better than Mario I'm sure, Party. So, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I'm well. going to need to get a second opinion. That's that's frowned upon. The way they played it. Okay. Up. Anyway. Just hurry it up. It's the game like really hot in here. Is I'm happy to say no to that point. 2004 racing video game. It is the third installment Brody. in the series. Yes, Brody. Burnout 3 Takedown. It is Burnout 3 Takedown. Well <laughs> done, Brody. So quick on the pulse. I love yep. it. All right, let's do this. If Ewan gets this, then we're in trouble. It's just going to be a big <laughs> escape time from the back of my mind. <laughs> the game is an interactive drama in which players primarily assume control of eight young adults who have to survive James. until they... Uh, yes, the quarry? James. It's not the quarry. Brody. Ewan. Ewan. Oh, is it Until fuck. Dawn? <laughs> it is Until Dawn. <laughs> Ewan. Oh no. Oh, I'd no. like to hear the I'd like to hear the playback on that. <laughs> Look, even if you did go first, you and I uh, Brody, I would have still picked Ewan for that time that you dogged me. <laughs> That's fair. Did you have a tiebreaker prepared? I or? I don't, but we're gonna get one. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'll, I'll do a recap of the scoring then, where we're at. Brody has defended his lead. He's up to six points now. James, though... Uh, oh, actually, James and I tied five points apiece in second place. So, no change to the order, but opening up the gap. Great recap, Yui. Can Thank you. Can <laughs> Ewan or James tie with Brody in first place? How Wasn't long much- did you and Vamp to cover Shannon? All right, this is, I've got one. I've got a good one. Okay. 
He says it. The... Following a hacker's journey into a malfunctioning AI you system. Oh. Brody next. No, I panicked. Go, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you in. Uh, no. I was going to say Watch Dogs, but... Oh, Brody. Pass. Now, I don't know which one, how you're going with this. So I'm just going to say Rez. It is Rez. Well done, Brody. Well you have won this round. Brody. We're just synergized beyond belief. Our I didn't minds. know if you were going to dog me I and say deer in the Rez Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is Rez and very topical. Another great PSVR 2 game you should jump into if you've never played it before. Absolutely. What a great round. What a round <laughs> worthy of our first video round ever. <laughs> <laughs> and with that let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the press start podcast subscribe to us on listener or the podcast service of your choice follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au what did i just miss charges microphone i'm laughing at if you want to see what james is playing this mic you're gonna have to check out the new video version over on our youtube uh we've been joined today by shannon uh yeah you can follow me at shancake underscore on twitter We've also been joined today by James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And last but not least, it was Brody. I'm sitting in the literal dark right now. Like, we've gone <laughs> from daylight to night in like fucking <laughs> half hour. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.